Happy Birthday, Mr. President is a production of Big Four Enterprises, copyright 2020. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. And I'm your co-host, Carissa Slate. Our creative director is Shelby Myers, and our senior writer is Evan Myers. This is Happy Happy Birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. Well, this is going to be a really fun episode, Carissa. Uh, it's our 10th episode. That's like a milestone. Oh, it is a it. milestone. It I is didn't a milestone. realize that. And I think since we're now in the double digits of episodes, mm-hmm. it's all it's very appropriate that uh, we're celebrating the birthday of the longest-serving president yes. who is in office for 12 years, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was born on January 30th, 1882 in Hyde Park, New York. He was our 32nd president of the United States. So a lot of people know him as FDR. Yep. They just know him by his his initials. And um, it's, it's funny when we start talking about some of the really more famous uh, presidents, because a lot of people know a lot of things about FDR. Yeah. And so we'll try to, in this episode to, to you know, glean a few little tidbits here and there. So um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he was born into a very posh life in Hyde Park, New York, and he was an only child. Um, oh. Yeah, his he, so he came from a, a very well-to-do family. His father was uh, a very successful businessman. And uh, when Franklin was five years old, he met President Grover Cleveland. He did. And do you know what Grover Cleveland said to him? What? Tell me, tell me, tell me, please. He said that he wished for him that he would never become president. <laughs> Is That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He wished he would never become president. Uh-huh. And then he goes on to become yep. the longest serving president yeah. in our nation's history. Yeah. Another thing that when he was really little, his family, uh, they went to Europe a lot. He traveled uh, over Europe at, at a very young age. And uh, his his mother's name was Sarah. And she got him in the hobby of stamp collecting. And oh. he, he, he collected stamps his whole life. That's he was cool. a very avid. There's a, there's a name for that. And oh gosh, I wish I had known it. Something ologist that I don't know. A stamp collector. A stamp collector, yeah. Um, his father's name was James, and uh, James, his, his dad got Franklin into sailing. Um, so when Franklin was in high school, uh, he was a manager for the baseball team, because I don't think he was good enough to play as yeah. a manager. But he did sing in the choir, and he debated. Aww, yeah, okay. Which kind of makes sense that he debated, uh, you know, because he was going to be, become a, a, a very successful uh, politician. Well, time came that he was going to college, and he went to Harvard University. Mm-hmm. Harvard University. And while he was at Harvard, he was in the Glee Club, okay. and he was in the Boating Club. And he was editor-in-chief of the school newspaper called the Harvard Crimson. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and the Harvard Crimson is still around yeah. today. So, And he graduated in 1904, and he majored in political history and government. Huh. Yeah, from Harvard University. He lived just kind of a bougie life. Very bourgeois, yeah. yes. Well, after, after Harvard, it was time to go to law school. Of course. Of course. And he went to Columbia Law School, but he dropped out in uh, 1907. Did he still like pass the bar later and become because a he passed the bar? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's why he dropped out. Yeah, and uh, also when he was 23 years old, he mar- he met in Eleanor, his his wife. Yes. And they got married on St. Patrick's Day of oh, 1905, and he was 23. Uh, Franklin's mother disapproved of she Eleanor. Did. 
She didn't mm-hmm. didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Um, the bride, Eleanor, was given away at the wedding by President Theodore Roosevelt. Her uncle. Her uncle. Yeah. Yes. Well, cousin. We're uncle. No, it cousin? Was te- so Teddy Roosevelt was Eleanor's uncle. Okay. And he was Franklin's fifth cousin. So Franklin. Frankie and Ellie Frankie got married, and, Ellie and were they were cousins. fifth cousins, yeah. once removed. Wow, it's pretty distant. It is pretty distant. It's distant. Well, after their wedding, they went on a honeymoon to Europe mm-hmm. for three months. Oh wow! Who goes what a on honeymoon? Who goes on a three-month honeymoon? Oh gosh, everybody would if they could. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I guess if you're FDR and you're yeah. from Hyde Park, New York, yeah. you go on a three-month mm-hmm. honeymoon. Well, one of the most one of the things that most people know about Franklin Roosevelt was that he had polio, mm-hmm. and polio at that time was an affliction that usually affected children. Yeah. Well, he developed polio in the summer of 1921 when he was almost 40 years That's old. That's when he was old. Yeah, it was yeah. rare. And he so he had suffered through this, and he started the National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis in 1938. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things because. Uh, you know, he was afflicted with this disease. And he used to raise money on radio broadcasts, mm-hmm. and he would ask people to send in their dimes to help yes. raise funds for this. And there was this comedian at the time, his name was Eddie Cantor, and um, at, the, at the time there was a popular radio show that was called The March of Times. Yeah. And Eddie Cantor started calling this fundraising The March of Dimes. Oh, yeah, That's, that's where cool. that came from, yeah. And then... Uh, FDR's picture was put on the dime since he was so closely associated with that crusade. Oh, that's And that's awesome. the whole background of how yeah. FDR's uh, image, his picture, is on the dime. That's dime so today. cool. Yeah, so March of Dimes. His political career, uh, he, he, he served in many different offices. He was a New York State Senator. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really where he started. He was Assistant Secretary of the Navy, and he was Governor of New York. Okay. And as I was reading about the types of things that FDR, so he came from a very uh, posh lifestyle. He really yeah. never wanted for anything, but he uh, he really was a man for uh, the common man. Yeah. And he he really fought for assistance for farmers. Uh, he wanted to, for them to get tax relief. Uh, a cheaper electric power, and this mm-hmm. is going to be near and dear to my heart because that's where I've spent yeah. my career. Uh, he was very instrumental in uh, judicial and prison reform, and like he. That. This is while he was governor of New York, and he would he would uh, Eleanor would go tour the facilities and report on the, their conditions, and if yeah. they were bad, then you know. The, so he was. Well, he Eleanor was, re- was very progressive, all about human rights. She was a. Badass lady. Badass mm-hmm. first lady of the United yeah. States. First, She was first lady of New York. She was first lady of the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another thing, you know, while Franklin was governor of New York, was old aid pensions. So so you can see that, uh, and, and we start talking about when he's president, that while he's governor, he's already kind of uh, doing these things for the people of New York mm-hmm. that he'll eventually uh, do for the, the people of the United States. Yeah. Well, now we get to start talking about he was a four-term president. Yeah, that's wild. The only one. Mm -hmm. There's never been a president that served uh, four terms. In fact, there's now an amendment that... I was going to say they made that after him, right? Yeah, you can't serve more than two terms. Yeah, but... uh, So he was elected in uh, the election of 1932. Mm -hmm. 
when he began his first term. Well, he was in office from March 4th, 1933 until April 12th of 1945. Wow. That's 12 years, yeah. So in his first election, the election of 1932, he defeated defeated Herbert Hoover, Mm -hmm. who was the incumbent in a landslide. He won 57% of the popular vote. And just a few weeks before his inauguration, there was an assassination attempt in Miami. And in that assassination attempt on Franklin D. Roosevelt, the mayor of Chicago was killed and and four others were wounded. Yes. I don't think anybody knew wow. that there was an assassination attempt on yeah. FDR. Yeah, it obviously wasn't successful. So Franklin D. Roosevelt became the 32nd president of the United States on March 4th, 1933, and he was 51 years old. Mm-hmm. That's when he started his presidential. And he gave a radio broadcast of his inaugural speech, and he was actually well known for doing a lot of radio broadcasts. And it was in that inaugural speech that the famous line he said, The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. You sound just like him. That was good. Yeah, I probably should have searched for a, a, a recording. Uh, kind of like when Andy Johnson gave his inauguration speech, yeah. but he was he was drunk and FDR wasn't drunk at his inauguration. Yeah, so uh, he, he really became known, too, for his uh, fireside chats on the radio. and. Yeah. Um, I can just imagine, you know, uh, that that time, it's like my grandparents would mm-hmm. be your great-grandparents that they didn't have television, uh, but they had radios, and, and radio was the way people got news, got yeah. entertainment, and so FDR, maybe you could say it was kind of like his version of Twitter, yeah. of how he would reach the people yeah. and reach them directly, so that, that actually became a very powerful medium for him uh, during his presidency. Well, it was also in that first term that uh, the New Deal mm-hmm. uh, really became because our country was in the, the middle of a depression. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were uh, out of work. Um, and going back to, you know, to his uh, passion for helping the common man, he, he just, there's a laundry list of these different programs that are they, around today that were started by FDR. Yeah. The Civilian Conservation Corps, it was uh, designed government work jobs for men that were between the ages of 18 and 25, and they made a dollar a day. Yeah. And they were expected to give uh, a lot of that money to their families. Yeah. So uh, the Agricultural Adjustment Act, uh, now this was kind of controversial because uh, what it was, it was to lower production to raise prices. So that was the first implementation of price controls, government price controls, that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of politics in all this. And, yeah. you know, people are going to judge uh, how they feel about them. The Tennessee Valley Authority, TVA, mm-hmm. it's the largest uh, government-owned electric utility in the, in the country, uh, even to this day. The FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the Federal Housing Administration, Mm -hmm. the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC. So these are all these new agencies that became into place. Yeah. It was also in 1933, during his first term, the end of Prohibition with the Ah, 21st Amendment. So, yeah, so all the, everybody could 
uh, start drinking their, their booze <laughs> legally. Legally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were drinking it yeah. anyways. <laughs> he also established the Rural Electrification Administration. Okay. This is the co-ops. Oh, cool. And you know, I've spent many yeah. years of my career like working. You're geeking out I'm right geeking now. geeking out. Is, this is your area, it man. Was, it was FDR that helped uh, start the Rural Electrification Administration that brought power out to uh, rural communities. Cool. And so... Uh, to this day, there's a lot of cooperatives, and I continue to work with yeah. with a lot of them. So, yeah. and um, and then the Social Security Act. So mm-hmm. going back to old age pensions, you know, yeah. needing a way for uh, people to save money for their for their retirement. Well, when we get into his second term, mm-hmm. election of 1936, uh, he won, uh, and. During this time, he made an attempt to uh, pack the court, the U.S. Supreme Court, with uh, uh, Democrat-leaning justices. And, okay. Um, that that today is still kind of one of those controversial things that a lot of presidents get accused of trying to pack the court. Yeah. Uh, and I can't see that changing, but that mm-hmm. was one of the things that FDR was involved in. Uh, it was also during the, his second term, the 40-hour work week, and oh. minimum wage were established. Yep. And Albert Einstein emigrated to the United States to escape Nazi Germany during this time. Oh, wow. And Einstein uh, was involved in the Manhattan Project, was, which was the development of the first hydrogen bomb that eventually ended World War II. Yeah. So, very interesting fact there. Election of 1940... Uh, he won that. Uh, this was his third term. And the guy that he beat in that election was a guy named Wendell Wilkie. And Wendell Wilkie's from Elwood, Indiana. Oh, really? Yeah, Elwood, Indiana. Uh, and he gave his inaugural address on January 20th, 1941. And that was the first time that the inauguration for president was in January, which is the tradition that we have today. So, you know, we've been talking about it was always March the yeah, first. Yeah, more in the spring. Yeah, mm-hmm. first few days of March went down. It was back in 1941 that they moved it to January. I wonder why. Was there a reason for it? And um, there probably was a very yeah. good reason for it. You just <laughs> asked me just an, a brilliant question uh, that that uh, that you don't know the answer. To. Our listeners are going to have to go find that one out for themselves. So, but but thank you for asking me that question. And. During his third term, December 7th, 1941, a day that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. That was the attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And that is what uh, launched the United States into World War II mm-hmm. against the Axis, which was Nazi Germany, Italy, and Japan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we could probably spend a whole episode on Franklin Delano Roosevelt during World War II. Oh, yeah what kind of a leader he was. And he, he he was arguably a great leader. Yeah. He had great leaders around him too. Yeah. And, uh, but um, one of the things that uh, was implemented at that time, so Japan attacked the United States, and the United States in, during the uh, Roosevelt administration established Japanese internment camps in the mm-hmm. West, and that's where we basically uh, moved Japanese Americans. And... Uh, it was in 1988 that a reparations bill was passed by Congress to the survivors, and there was a payment of $20,000 to them and an apology from the U.S. government for for that. But, um, yeah, one of those difficult things to, yeah. to kind of figure out during wartime. Um, it was also uh, 
Roosevelt established the Joint Chiefs of Staff during World War II. So that was the uh, leaders of the different branches of the military. And um, it was important for him to have, uh, you know, good direct communication during World War II and, uh, the, and those sorts of things. Um, again, lots of different things related to World War II. Yeah. Um, the election of 1944 was this beginning of his fourth term. Mm -hmm. And uh, Senator Harry S. Truman from Missouri was nominated for vice president. Mm -hmm. And as uh, we know, Harry S. Truman became became a president. It was in that election of 1944 that Roosevelt defeated the New York governor, Thomas Dewey. Uh, but it was by the smallest margin. He only won 53% of the popular vote. So his, I guess you could say his popularity was starting to wane. Right. Um, and uh, he was also very getting very sick and frail. We know how uh, through, through our study of the other presidents, how taxing oh, being yeah. president of the United States is on the body. And he and was there for four terms and he was in a wheelchair yeah. for a lot of those. And he had, he had metal braces on his legs because of the polio. And he tried to hide that from, mm -hmm. from uh, the public and yeah, Eleanor have people stand next, next to him or behind him to kind of prop him to up. Kind of when prop he was him up. Speeches. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, um, uh, he was the inspiration for the movie franchise Iron Man. <laughs> really? Or, or, or maybe not. I don't know. I, I mean, seems like a good story. He's a great leader. I wonder if he could fly in that wheelchair. And he probably could. Probably has. You know. Well, it, after that uh, election of 1944, his inauguration speech lasted five minutes. Oh yeah. And he was very frail in appearance, and he had lost 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. He didn't have an appetite, and people said he didn't even smile. Yeah. So he was he was worn he was out. He was over it. I'm surprised he, was, he ran again. He was worn out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we're in 1944. World War II is still going on, but we're getting close to the end. And uh, he attended the Yalta Conference uh, with uh, Winston Churchill and Joseph Stalin. So Winston Churchill was the prime minister of Great Britain, and Joseph Stalin was the leader of... Uh, uh, Russia. Yeah. And at that conference, um, some of the interesting things that, that they, uh, Roosevelt kind of conceded that Eastern Europe was already under Stalin's rule. Mm -hmm. So, you know, countries like uh, Poland and Germany, Czechoslovakia, those sorts of things. Uh, and they also talked about the role of this new uh, United Nations because mm -hmm. that was, uh, remember, it was Woodrow Wilson, the League of Nations, yeah. and that never really got established. But after World War II, the United Nations uh, became. So those three uh, were discussing the, the role of that. And it was also at this Yalta conference that uh, they discussed Jewish settlements in Palestine. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just actually yesterday, President Trump and Prime Minister Netanyahu from Israel mm -hmm have proposed a new plan for peace in the Middle East with a Is Jewish state of Israel and then a Palestinian state. So um, even going back, you know, 1944, yeah. and here we are in 2020. So there's al always been a lot of uh, uh, things. Mm -hmm. Well, when uh, one of the things that FDR did when he was not feeling good is he would go down to Warm Springs, Georgia, and... That was a place that he had established, uh, uh, had built, and actually it was kind of for convalescence uh, for, for polio. And while he was down there uh, in 1945, April of 1945, 
there was a lady. Her name was Lucy Mercer Rutherford. And as it turns out, she and Franklin had had an affair. That's what I knew that years name before. sounded yes. familiar. Mm-hmm. Because Eleanor had found love letters from her to Franklin. Is that right? Yes. She found love letters. Yeah, so she knew about it. But I think that she was so passionate about her role as the first lady and she kind what of she turned a blind yep, eye to so it so that she could keep yeah well even even during his presidency um when eleanor was out of town yeah. franklin would have lucy come over and mm-hmm. uh, which apparently happened pretty frequently uh well on april 12th 1945 lucy and this lady her name was elizabeth mopsy shomatoff and she was a she was a portrait artist and uh, they were there with FDR uh, in, at Warm Springs, Georgia. And I think Mopsy was painting a portrait of the president. And he's, he said, uh, all of a sudden, I have a terrific headache. Just I a have terrific such a terrible headache. headache. And so Lucy and Mopsy left him. And what had happened is FDR had suffered a massive stroke. Yep. And... Uh, now you're a doctor, so you understand <laughs> that uh, suffering a massive stroke. Well, a headache is a major sign. It was a major sign, mm-hmm. yes. And he he died at uh, 3:35 p.m. on April 12, 1945, and he was 63 years mm-hmm. old. So in those 63 years, though, boy, he uh, especially those last 12, yeah, he packed so much in that more no one can probably even fathom what it was. Yeah. It's an interesting aside that uh, Adolf Hitler committed suicide less than three weeks later oh, after really? FDR had died. So that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Franklin was buried with a simple tombstone inscribed only with his name and the years of his birth and death. Huh. Which seems very odd for, yeah, for, for such a figure. Yeah, such a big influence on Yes, yes. And his wife, Eleanor, uh, went on to serve as a delegate to the United Nations at President Truman's request. She did. And she died in 1962, and Mm -hmm. she's buried next to her husband. Mm -hmm. And I visited uh, Washington, D.C., and there is a Franklin and FDR uh, monument. And it is a very uh, beautiful and moving monument. And it's got, if you can imagine... It's made of stone and, and metal, but there's like different rooms that kind of represent these different phases of FDR's administration. Yeah. Uh, during his, or his uh, during his presidency, so um, if you're ever in Washington D.C., you know that's Go that's obviously <laughs> one of those to check out. Mm-hmm. So on the occasion of FDR's 138th birthday on January 30th, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President! President. Well, thank you all for listening, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode as we celebrate the birthday of yet another president of the United States.